This episode of Upstream Perspective is brought to you by our Companies and Transactions service. You'll benefit from 24-hour access to a continuously updated M&A database of over 40,000 industry transactions from the past 20 years. Transactions are benchmarked against commodity prices and feature key M&A marketplace valuation metrics for all global regions. To learn more about these services, visit ihsmarket.com energy. Welcome to the IHS Market Energy Podcast. In each episode, our team of experts explore the complex environment that shapes the global energy markets. Backed by IHS Market's industry-leading energy information, analytics, and insights. Here's our host of today's show. Much like other commodity markets, hedging is one way ENP companies can manage oil price risk. Today we talk with Paul O'Donnell from our Companies and Transactions team. Paul has been analyzing the hedging strategies being used in the oil and gas markets. We'll discuss some of the year-over-year hedging trends. Plus, we'll talk about what part hedging plays in U.S. onshore production levels. I'm your host for today's show, Jessica Nelson. Paul, welcome to the podcast, and thank you for joining me today. Thanks for having me. So your team has undertaken a series of hedging studies on the North American ENPs. What did you find to be some of the key takeaways, and how widely is hedging used? Sure. So in our hedging studies, we look at a group of about 45 North American-based EMPs, and all but a few of these companies use at least some level of hedging. So it's very widely used by the group. Coming into 2018, this group had hedged 36% of their estimated 2018 oil production and 41% of estimated gas production. So it's also a significant portion of expected volumes that they are hedging. And this year is actually a little higher than in prior years. We found that the smaller companies and those with the weaker balance sheets use the most hedging, while the larger and more diversified EMPs have really used minimal hedging in the past couple of years. As an example, coming into 2018, the small and mid-sized EMP subgroups had hedged more than two-thirds of their oil production compared with just 23% for the large EMP subgroup. High-growth companies have also used a lot of hedging to support their increased spending levels, which are driving their steep production growth targets. So we have oil-focused companies operating in the Permian and gas-focused companies operating up in Appalachia have used more hedging to help support their more aggressive drilling plans and growth targets. And this makes sense because these companies have been outspending cash flow significantly in pursuit of this strong growth, and the hedges can help them by lowering the risk behind their expected cash flows since hedging reduces their exposure to volatility in oil and gas prices, and this makes their financing requirements more predictable. One other notable takeaway from our most recent hedging study is that hedging specifically for oil is no longer as beneficial as it used to be. In recent years when oil prices were falling, having hedges helped and brought in significant additional revenues for this group. But now with oil prices surprising to the upside, hedges are losing money for a lot of the companies. The group has hedged an average price of $56 per barrel for 2018 at the beginning of the year, which is obviously a big discount to where current prices are. Wow, yeah. And have we seen any changes in the strategies these companies have employed? And if so, what's driving those changes? We have seen changes in hedging strategies during the past year or so, I'd say, which have been driven by a couple of different factors. 
The first would be the price of crude. In early 2017, prices were in the low 50s and then dropped down to the low 40s by mid-year. And at this level, only the companies with the lowest break-evens were willing to lock in significant amounts of production. And as a result, the lower-cost Permian companies were the most hedged. So at mid-2017, the Permian Group had hedged about 70% of their second-half oil production, compared with just, just over 20% for the non-Permian oil-focused companies. And a lot of this was to do with where the price of oil was. Then as prices recovered in the second half of 2017, beyond $50 per barrel and up towards 60 by the end of the year, other companies outside of the Permian began to add significant amounts of hedging. Because of these levels, they could be profitable on a corporate level. So we saw some companies focus on other plays like the back-in and the scoop begin to add more hedging. And then by the end of 2017, the difference had narrowed between these two groups. A second key driver has been the growing investor emphasis on financial discipline in 2018. The market is focused on companies improving their corporate returns and spending within cash flow this year. So companies were adding hedging at the end of 2017 to lock in a price where they could balance their spending and cash flow and therefore achieve their promise of financial discipline to investors. Companies are now more hedged for the upcoming year than in previous years for both oil and gas, and we believe that this has been a big driver behind that. And now, of course, these mid-$50 per barrel range hedges are actually losing money, so they're turning out to be more of an impediment to cash flows rather than an aid, but nonetheless still provide a level of safety net to price declines for the companies. We're in the midst of Q1 earnings calls. Are you hearing what you expected in those calls so far? Well, we expect reported 1Q net earnings to suffer realized hedging losses given where prices have been. For oil, the North American peer group as a whole was hedged for 36% of oil production at $56 per barrel, as I mentioned, for the year. Um, So compared with the average 1Q price of almost $63 per barrel, that's a big chunk that they're missing out on. So we expect companies will be reporting overall losses from oil hedging specifically. For gas, the group was hedged at just over 40% of production at around $3.10 per MCF, which compares with the average gas price during the first quarter of around $2.75. So we'll see some modest gains there from the gas-weighted producers. SM Energy, who is hedged for about 75% of its 2018 production at the beginning of the year, they recently issued a 1Q earnings preview. And in that, we actually saw a reported loss of about $5 per barrel of oil due to their hedging and a slightly offset in $0.25 per MCF gain from their gas hedging. Um, And overall, the company reported a loss of almost $25 million for the quarter from hedging. Hess, uh, who is one of the first EMPs to report 1Q results, announced it had actually bought back its $65 per barrel short calls, which formed the ceiling in its two-way callers. Um, They had these callers covering more than 80% of 2018 oil production, and this repurchase ended up costing the company about $50 million. So the oil-weighted companies with a lot of hedging will be at risk of reporting some bigger losses there. And we actually we take a longer-term view on company performance and don't focus so much on the quarterly earnings. But this quarter, hedging losses could be the difference between a company making a profit or reporting a loss. And as far as volumes hedged, we don't expect to see a big change from the previous quarter. 
And the reason for this is due to the current steep backwardation in the oil futures curve. With the oil futures curve and backwardation, companies are unable to lock in hedging at the current prices. And so hedging longer term becomes less attractive. Just as an example, futures prices for December of this year are at a discount of about $3 per barrel compared with current spot prices. And then when you go about a year out, the discount widens to 6 or $7 per barrel. So companies may prefer to keep more exposure to market pricing rather than lock in a big discount at this stage. Um, and some companies may have taken advantage of the increase in prices to layer on and raise their overall hedge price nearer term for maybe one or two quarters out. But we think we're unlikely to see any big changes beyond that. So how sophisticated are the hedging strategies these companies are using? For example, do they just tend to focus on price or do they also try to manage basis risk? Yeah, that's that's a good question. I'd say we certainly see a wide range of strategies from the companies. Some companies will simply maintain a specified level of hedging as a risk management strategy, a minimum price that they're comfortable with and can generate acceptable returns at, while others have more complex hedging strategies. There are different types of hedging instruments that could be used, in addition to the fixed price swaps. Two-way and three-way collars are popular, as they allow companies to benefit from some price appreciation up to a ceiling price, while also maintaining downside protection. And they can often set these up at little cost to the company. So we've seen companies like Pioneer Natural Resources and Energen prefer to use these three-way collar configurations. And it's worth noting that while they do give a bit more flexibility than fixed price swaps, the recent run-up in prices means that most or all of these collar ceiling prices have kicked in. So even the more flexible hedging configurations will be resulting in losses. Another trend that we've seen emerging within the Permian, and that's definitely becoming more prevalent, is hedging the basis differential between the prices received by the companies at the Midland Texas pricing point and the NYMEX price at Cushion. Some operators have hedged the basis for more than half their oil production for the year. Um, Concho Resources, who's one of the leading Permian names that we cover, is hedging basis for around 65% of its oil production at less than a $1 differential below Cushing for 2018. And this type of basis hedging could prove to be very beneficial to companies, as we're now hearing of differential blowouts in the Permian of $5 per barrel or more, with the potential to worsen over the next year. And then similarly for gas, operators are adding basis swap contracts to lock in the differentials um, between Henry Hub and the Appalachian pricing points, where they're seeing tightness in the takeaway capacity impacting differentials. So basically, operators for both oil and gas in the primary growth regions, where there's concern about future tightness and differentials blowing out, are building up basis hedge books. Are you seeing 2018 hedges properly account for the predicted service cost inflation? So hedging at the low to mid $50 per barrel range would imply that operators were planning for a $50 to $55 per barrel world in 2018. Therefore, they probably didn't factor in as much service cost inflation as they may now be seeing with prices in the high 60s approaching $70 per barrel range. Particularly smaller companies with less bargaining power and those who didn't lock in longer term service contracts, they might be seeing higher cost inflation. 
So if a group is a whole hedged around $56 per barrel and with no company hedged above $60 per barrel, it seems like the group could also see a bit of a squeeze on margins if we see a high level of service cost inflation more in line with the $60 to $70 per barrel world. You mentioned that for many, current hedged prices are underwater. Is there any company that's set to benefit from hedging in 2018? Yeah, so the, the gas hedging that the group had in place coming into the year was at favorable prices compared with the market price for the vast majority of companies. Our subgroup of Appalachia-focused EMPs, who will be some of the biggest drivers of gas production growth this year, had hedged about 60% 60, 60 of their estimated gas production for the year at almost $3.20 per MCF, which is a nice premium to market prices. So they should see some benefit there. Um, Antero Resources, who operates in Appalachia, they've hedged about 100, almost 100% 100 of gas production at $3.50 per MCF for the next several years. So they are set to see a big benefit there based on the current price outlook. For oil, the group was hedged around $56 per barrel, as I said, um, and this compares with WTI prices of slightly more than $63 per barrel year to date, and it's more than $12 per barrel below the current spot prices. So seeing a benefit from oil hedging in 2018 is probably unlikely for the group. As I mentioned before, the large EMPs are the least hedged subgroup with just 23% of estimated oil production hedged coming into the year compared with the 69% and 67% for the small and mid-sized peer groups. So comparatively, they as a group should benefit from their greater market exposure. And there are a couple of large oil-weighted EMPs, including ConocoPhillips, um, Continental Resources, who entered the year unhedged for oil, and they should again benefit from this exposure to the market prices. Overall, however, hedging is no longer as beneficial as it once was to this group. So those who are unhedged are better positioned to benefit from the higher oil prices. Well, Paul, thanks for sharing these fascinating insights. Before we wrap up our conversation, can you share any research you're working on that we should expect to see in the coming months? Sure. So we'll have a hedging update looking at the 1Q results and given our updated outlook for hedging in 2018. Um, we also have an interesting piece looking at maintenance capex requirements for the group, which looks at the amount of spending needed for the group to replace the reserves this year and assesses which companies are better positioned there. Great. We will watch for those and hope to have you join us again once um, you have some of that research available. Absolutely. Great. Thanks so much, Paul. Thanks, Jessica. I want to thank Paul for sharing more about the hedging strategies and trends in play for 2018. And I'll remind you, you can find energy insights from our team of experts online 24-7 at ihsmarket.com slash energy blog. This podcast contains information and insights copyrighted by IHS Market. To learn more about IHS Market Energy Solutions, visit ihsmarket.com slash energy. That's ihsmarkit.com forward slash energy.